1: Welcome to Talking Giants. Giants win, undefeated, walk-off, 23-0, preseason champs 2019. Boom, 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 baby. I love it. I'm celebrating. I, this, You know what, this week, I'm going to say preseason champs all the week when people are like, oh, it's just preseason. Guess what? We are just the preseason champs, and we're going 23-0, a walk-off win And what was a horrible game to watch, ended up being an amazing game towards the end. Welcome to Talking Giants, I'm Bobby Skinner here with Danny King. Danny, how are you feeling after a walk-off win and we are the 2019 preseason champs?
0: As you said, that game was painful to watch, but luckily that walk-off made it better. But I know we'll talk about it later, but I'm saying it now. Giants are carrying three quarterbacks. Kyle Lalletta is that third quarterback. He got the job after that game, went a to touchdown. But I'm feeling good after a, a very boring preseason game turned into a very exciting ending to the preseason.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we'll uh we'll start with, with the the last drive and then we'll get into all the injuries and Daniel Jones and all that. Awesome that Daniel Jones could have a perfect game. We don't have we're not even gonna lead off with that. So you know, we usually don't talk about like the actual game in these preseason episodes, but it was too fun, man. Like that game was so horrible to watch, Danny. It was just bad football all over the field. And then when we scored those two touchdowns, like, you know what? Let's win this damn game. And that's what we did. One of the slowest, slowest two-minute drills I've ever seen. It was
0: so poor. It was um, so bad. And it, reached the
1: slowest...
0: a point, it reached a point when I was live tweeting, when I was just like, all right. I'm just knowing at this point people are just like scrolling through. I just put up like one sentence. But yeah, that that was one of the worst two-minute drives I've ever seen the quarterback run.
1: And Kyle led it to Alonzo Russell for a touchdown game winner. And you know what? Alonzo Russell, we'll just talk about him. He played an amazing game. He, you know, I had him as, like, the, I, I had the Giants carrying six wide receivers, and I got Alonzo Russell being that sixth guy.
0: I'm with you. Uh, along, and especially with right now, if we'll get into TJ Jones' injury, we don't know how serious, serious it is at the time of the recording. But I believe Alonzo Russell could be the sixth guy. Yes, he had a few bad drops here and there, but alonzo russell as carl Banks said throughout the preseason if you listen if you had the giants broadcast available uh russell with the hustle that was one of his lines russell with the muscle his that uh block on the pun return by brennan golden just that uh, inter- uh chasing down that interception after uh tanny fluid he, he has showed so much heart and i believe he should be on this roster because uh he just showed heart and he will be a guy that you could uh he he's not gonna be like a major contributor while Golda to Tate's out, but you could throw him in there for a play or two. He can possibly break one for a big gain or you like just throw it up to him and he'll make a big catch here and there. So I'm with you. Uh when I do my 53 man roster breakdown, I'm gonna try and find a way to squeeze Alonzo Russell on it.
1: Yeah, it I'm I'm looking up his stats right now. Um by the way, you said if you got to watch the Giants broadcast, the, I had to watch the Patriots one. And I'm really not somebody who complains about like uh, an announcing crew. It was Scott Zolak and and Rob uh, Ninkovich or Binkovic or whatever his name is. It was so bad. It was it was the worst broadcast I've ever heard. One, they just sucked. They wouldn't. They didn't show the Giants sideline one time. They. They literally like the entire fourth quarter. They're just complaining about half the wa- having to watch the game. It's like, dude, this is football. This is what you're paid to do. It was it was absolutely horrible. They're literally talking about their pants. It was so bad. Uh, Alonzo Russell <laughs> finished. Like I was actually like getting bothered. It's like, can you guys like like talk about the game? And then that, like there's a I understand it's a Patriots broadcast, but like when there's a game winner, can you just be like, yep, yeah, yeah, that's a touchdown?
0: Um, <laughs> they're probably so mad that they just wasted four hours of their lives just to see the Patriots lose on a walk off.
1: And they didn't even, like, show, like, the Giants celebrating. They literally just went to Tom Brady going across to the halftime, like, literally, add, like, right away. That's Alonzo crazy. Russell had five catches uh, on, for 92 yards, two touchdowns. Danny, guess how many targets Alonzo Russell had.
0: I am looking at the box score, so I'm going to say 15.
1: Yo, that's a good guess, Danny. 15. This man I'm was so targeted good. targeted nine times more than the second guy who had six. The three guys had six. Um... Yeah, it was a wild ending and all right, let's so let's let's regroup. Let's talk about injuries and then we could talk about Daniel Jones and then you know the QB three and whatnot. So injuries, Danny, I know there's Scott Simonson, TJ Jones. Why don't you uh, give us a little update on what the deal is right now?
0: Well, Scott Simonson was leave. Was not he was seen leaving the arena in a walking boot and crutches, so uh, his injury looked worse. Uh, uh, it reminded me very much of the Odell injury. That guy fell on his ankle and it just didn't look good. So uh, that's going to be a big blow. There's nothing to update of TJ Jones. I'll I'll keep looking, but it doesn't seem like there's anything to update with TJ Jones. But with the TJ Jones injury, I'm going to say uh, I don't know why he was left in the game. Uh, I'm not sure what the wide receiver depth was looking like, but you saw he was, he was cramping up multiple times. He showed he was limping throughout the game. The fact he was left in there multiple times, it it was aggravated. And if TJ Jones injury turns out to be serious, that's a huge blow because he would have been on kickoff return duty. He would have had a role uh, with golden Tate out. So if he's injured, it's on Pat Shermer and Shula uh, or whoever made the decision to keep him in because you should, you should have took him out. That's all I'm going to say about that. But Uh, I say the Simonson injury hurts just as much because he was going to be a big part of the run block game with Red Ellison. And so with Garrett Dickerson being injured, it really just opens the door for uh, C.J. Conrad to possibly make this roster. So uh, whatever, it's going to be a huge deal, I believe, the Scott Simonson one because he could open up the door for Dickerson and or Conrad. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um and then Nate DuPar left for the concussion although I don't think he's making the team regardless. Really? Uh yeah, let's start with the uh let's start with TJ Jones. If it was just cramping, that's fine. Cramping like isn't like a something like you injure. It's just literally cramping. Um but I'll, like I don't I don't know what to do with He did with it get is.
0: carted off. He did get carded off to the back. I forgot to mention that.
1: Okay. So that would suck because I really like TJ Jones and I think he's kind of a lock for the roster at this spot. Um I think, I think he'll be pretty crucial for those first four games without Golden Tate. Um, and then Scott Simonson, that one sucks, man. That one really sucks. Um, obviously, we don't know how serious it is. And, we'll, you know, you, you might know by the time you're listening to this. But if we lose him for, like, for games, that is a much, like, you think, oh, your third tight end. But that's a bigger blow than you would think for a third tight end. Because we were going to run a lot of two tight end sets with Ellison and Simonson. Simonson is an amazing blocker. I know he's had uh, a couple of drop uh, passes in this uh, preseason, but he also had that really nice touchdown from Loletta, which is what he got hurt on. He's <laughs> just a solid guy. And they, like, even with Evan Ingram, they're going to run these two tight end sets with these guys. And we saw last year how it worked, when, especially against the Bears. Like, they really were able to run the ball really well with these two cats. Um, so, CJ Conrad, uh, you know, he had a good game, but I also. I also don't know what like, I haven't been able to get a good feel for his blocking so far. Um, hasn't been anything special. Uh, he ended up with four catches for 36 yards. I, I had a, a pretty decent game, but nonetheless, like I think Scott Simonson is more important to this team than most people realize.
0: Yeah, Scott Simonson
1: is a huge part
0: of this team. And uh, I guess, I mean, I understand they're probably putting him up against CJ Conrad to try and maybe motivate Simonson a little bit more, but I mean, I thought he was a lock for the third spot on this team, so I'm not quite sure why he was in there. I thought it they, they seemed like Powell was there. They could have put that guy Powell in with C.J. Conrad. Uh, and it just made it worse because, like, his family was there watching, and they showed his dad, like, celebrating after Simonson's touchdown. But then they cut back to him after he realizes that his son's in, on the ground and, like, in pain. And, like, had tried to celebrate, but he just couldn't do it. He It was, it was hard to watch, and I'm a huge fan of Simonson. Uh, he worked hard to make this team. He, he 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 belongs on this team. And as you said, they're gonna be able to run in a lot of two tight end sets. It's gonna be a lot of Ellison and it could have been a lot of Ellison and uh, Simonson, Simonson and or Simonson Evan Ingram. So yeah, we don't know how serious it is, but I'm fearing the worst just the way it looked. Like the guy collapsed on his ankle and hope maybe it's just like a sprain. But yeah, if he if he misses any amount of time, that's huge because I, I, we talked about CJ Conrad and length. We believe that he could be something, but I believe Scott Simonson is too important to this team to lose. And I don't want to see CJ Conrad to be the guy and try and replace him.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What, so what was the deal with Garrett Dickinson? Is he hurt? Because I didn't see him out there. He,
0: he was hurt. They didn't say exactly what it was. I didn't even see an injury report today. That's how useless this preseason game was. But he was hurt. Yeah, that
1: was so weird. They didn't give us any inactives or yeah, anything. That he, was kind of frustrating. He,
0: he was hurt, though. They announced that on the broadcast. So uh, that, if anything... Uh, I would rather have Garrett Dickerson than C.J. Conrad just because I feel like uh, Garrett I, I I've liked more of what I've seen from Garrett Dickerson than C.J. Conrad throughout the preseason. So uh, well, the would, only
1: problem is that you don't want to lose a guy like C.J. Conrad to waiver. So like yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm gonna like say it. Garrett Dickerson is pretty, like, like I get that he's still young and whatnot, but I think C.J. Conrad is kind of the guy that people think has the most potential.
0: I I'm gonna say it, but I'm a few C.J. Conrad. Is a guy that could easily get picked up on waivers. He's a guy that has tons of potential coming out of Kentucky. But if if he clears waivers and the Giants are able to, get, he's gonna. I believe they're gonna try and get him on the practice squad and try and develop him into something. Because if Garrett Dickerson doesn't work out as the third tight end, that if I'm predicting that Scott Simonson is done. He's gonna go on IR. or He's just injured and they cut him. And Garrett Dickerson doesn't work out as the third tight end, then you could, as long as you keep working Conrad to develop into. The third tight end, I would do that because that's what Garrett Dickerson was last year. He was on the uh, practice squad for majority of the season. He got called up for a few games. So if he clears waivers, Conrad, uh, put him on practice squad, develop him, and then put him up there with uh, Ingram, Ellison, and uh, yeah, have that be the trio right there.
1: Yeah, I think Conrad. If if Simonson's hurt, I do think Conrad's going to get the nod. Um, Nate Stupar went out with a concussion. I don't see him making this team and. That just kind of more solidified it. See, like, um, we
0: differ on that so much. Like, I, I I, I get your point. I get everyone's point. Nate Stupar, he's, like, terrible at tackling. But I I can't overlook his special teams role. That's the reason why I keep saying Nate Stupar's going to be on this roster. When I release my 53-man roster, he will be on there. I, I, But I do get everyone's, like, reason why Nate Stupar should not be on this roster.
1: I, I would probably be a horrible head coach because – I don't know. I just don't value special teams. I just don't. You should. Like, coaches do value special teams. But for me, I just – I, I just, don't know.
0: This concussion could hurt him, though. Just, this concussion could hurt
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't, like – and I'm not saying that's, like, a right mindset. I'm just saying, like, I uh I just don't care about special teams.
0: Because if he can't or, tackle on defense, can he tackle on special teams on a kickoff return? Like, there's a, something – He's so old. He, yeah, he is up there in ages. It's quite surprising. How old is he? He's like 30-something?
1: Uh, I think he's like 29. He's been in the league since like 2014 or something like he's that.
0: He's 31.
1: Wow. Yeah, see, that, that's, a dude.
0: that's an old man. That's an old man right there. He doesn't look that old, though. But, I mean, I guess he kind of doesn't. And I'm looking at his picture.
1: <laughs> did, uh, did we have any other injuries
0: uh keon adams he left with a non-contact injury yeah if you remember he like he like went off on a snap and like he just like pulled up immediately uh britain golden had cramps or no he had a calf injury he had a calf and uh it was a mort like that's a mort guy i believe he got injured and i believe that is it
1: all right so not bad uh I don't, I don't, you know, the TJ Jones and Scott Simonson suck, but you have to put somebody out there. Um, it is weird though, to see how they view Simonson having him out there. They had him out in the fourth quarter of the last game. So maybe they're lower on Simonson than I am. Um, all right. So that's it for injuries. Can we talk about Daniel Jones now?
0: Let's just get into Daniel Jones talk. Daniel Jones is the preseason MVP. He is the yeah. best quarterback in the preseason. So uh, he's just, he's going to be starting week one.
1: He's literally perfect four for four 47 yards dropping dimes Danny I mean the nickname is going to stand the test of time because he like that that throw to Golden Tate was unbelievable on so many levels one it was just a beautiful throw like that throw is. we saw that in college Danny like that kind of throw is something that most guys can't do Um, and it was against a blitz as he was getting hit the next play there's a blitz up the middle he checks it down he got the slant, the Tate. Like, he played really well, man. Like, I mean, let's go through the stats right now for the whole preseason. 29 of 34, 418 yards, two touchdowns, 85.3 completion percentage. He had five incompletions. And one of those was a drop by Scott Simonson, 12.4 yards per attempt, compared to guys like Kyler Murray, who – was 22, point, 22 completion points less, seven yards per attempt less. Dwayne Haskins was 30 completion points less, uh, five uh, yards per attempt less. Dying. Didn't have any interceptions. Obviously, the fumbles are there. Um, and we got. In, I got into a with Pro Football Focus the other day because they had him fourth on the rookie QB list, which was so stupid. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, he has been really good, Danny, and this might be the last time we see him in 2019. But if it's not... I'll be excited. I know it's, it'll be sad to see Eli go, but if, if Daniel Jones gets the call this year, one, I'm going to be excited. Two, I'm going to be confident. I am so confident in him. You can say preseason, preseason, all you want. But he's checked every single box. He's done everything that he asked. He's faced uh, cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, blitzes. Like He's faced everything besides like the most complex defenses. And you know what? He's done his job really well, um, and I'm excited about the kid.
0: I'm not saying that we, we told you all so, but you, everyone on this podcast knows that Daniel Jones was legit. Most of you believed in him because you guys all had faith, and Daniel Jones went out there and dominated the preseason. You just read off his stats. Daniel Jones proves he could play at a high NFL level, but people be like, oh, but it was vanilla defenses— Patriots really weren't running vanilla defenses tonight. They sent some pressure at him. They dropped back in coverage. They they ran a lot on Daniel Jones. And also, he ran, against, he ran behind the second-team offensive line. This wasn't no gimme. He had to work to get this done. Like, on that play, when he passed it to Golden Tate, Calvin Munson screamed right at him. Daniel Jones showed no fear. He stood in that pocket. He stared Munson down, and he just unloaded it. The Golden Tate with a beautiful pass. But... Uh, yeah, I believe this is the last time I see Daniel Jones for 2019. That's the optimism in me because I believe the Giants will be very good this year and Eli will help this team win games. So, But he, he left a very good feeling in everyone that when it's his time, he will lead this team to victory. And I believe just watching Eli in a regular season, see how Eli calls plays, identifies blitzes and all that, he will only get better just watching it. So I'm really excited for when we do see Daniel Jones. I believe he'll go out there and light the league up. And like I have been saying, I was wrong about Dwayne Haskins. I've After looking at Daniel Jones for these preseason games and looking at Dwayne Haskins, uh, Daniel Jones had proved he's the better guy. And when that day finally comes where Daniel Jones and uh, Dwayne Haskins duel with each other, that will be a talking point for like that week because I can't wait. I cannot w- wait
1: to rub it in Redskins fans. Faces. I mean,
0: hey, it could come this year. We don't. We just don't know when. And uh, yeah, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, could he have been there seventeen? Yes, but uh, the Giants, uh, I think, at this point, made the right decision. Uh, they, they went. If you think about it, if they didn't draft Daniel Jones at six, they probably couldn't get Dexter Lawrence at a uh, seventeen because Dexter Lawrence, you need him to be in the middle of that front.
1: And so, there's. Listen, Danny, yeah. the NFL draft analysts, like the ESPN guys, they don't, they're not like plugged in with the GMs. Like I'm trying to find the words, but like the league liked him a lot more than TV did. That's just being real. Cause guys didn't watch him. I mean, in fact, you know, we got into it with Ryan Clark and he admitted he only watched four of his college games. Like that's what most of these guys on TV did is they didn't watch Daniel Jones. They just said Dwayne Haskins, 50 touchdowns, Daniel Jones, uh, 61, uh, 62% completion percentage. Of course, Dwayne Haskins is better with the league was high on this guy. Denver, I believe wholeheartedly was going to pick him in, at their spot and then they traded out once he wasn't there. I believe like if they, if they were willing to draft drew Locke in the second round, I believe they were willing to draft Daniel Jones in the first round. I really do. Um, and there, you know, and and there was rumors that the Redskins wanted Daniel Jones. So there's like there's a lot of rumors and whatnot. But I I don't believe he would have been there at seventeen, and I don't even care at this point because when you have a guy and you like that guy, you go out and get him. And you know what, Dave Gettleman, he, like I said, it's only preseason, but Dave Gettleman has looked really good so far.
0: No, yeah, uh, a media standpoint, they they only hype up the guys like like a Kyler Murray. Uh, he his games were prime time on ESPN. He was in the college football playoffs. You see him. You see his impressive plays. They don't highlight the guys like at like Duke. Like now with the ACC network, they have maybe they'll get more of the spotlight to be like, hey, ESPN analysts, uh, look, we got tape for all these guys now. Take a look at it. But i as you said it correctly. The league fought more highly of Daniel Jones than the media did. Even like. Just these GMs, they know football, and they know they knew Daniel Jones was legit. But some of them didn't need a quarterback. But they saw Daniel Jones and be like, "Yeah, he, he's he 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 he's gonna be good." And we, we we even when we talked about that first, I I rewatched one of our old episodes where we were talking about him. I I said I looked at his tape. Daniel Jones has the arm, and he has he has the football IQ to get it done. And he and he proved it here tonight. You looked at everything. You it was hard to find flaws in his game. And is, he, he just went out there and did everything you could have asked him to do. With all the pressure he had on him, he took every he took the Bulls by the horn and ran with it. And he proved to everyone that I deserve to belong in this league. And I should have be looked at as like a trash pick. As you said, a pro football focus. they even rank him up there as some of the elite. They put like some, some – Easton guy,
1: Stick. Easton, Easton st- Stick. He averages four yards per attempt. I didn't even know that guy was in the league. <laughs> He has two interceptions. It was unbelievable. Pro Football Focus's rankings, like they were horrible. Like you could, you could have made the case for Jared Stidham because they didn't have the fumbles, but they put, they put Easton Stick and Kyler Murray, and you know what? And you know how, like you know, I hate to do, th- I hate to do this call out, but um, a Pro Football Focus page, like was like, well, Kyler and Stick's numbers were boosted by running. It's Like, oh, Kyler's numbers were boosted by five carries on thirteen yards. It's like, oh no, I was mistaken, and I was kind of like, yeah. Like, that's why I just don't like play. Like, I love things that pro football focus does. I love their stats. I love all that. But their grades, I'm telling you, don't read into them. That's why, like, offensive line, we just, like, kind of, like, because offensive line isn't easy to judge from the naked eye. People just kind of go off pro football focus. That's like when Kevin Zeidler was traded. I was like, is he a top five guard? Like, are we just blindly trusting pro football focus? Now, he is a really good guard. Um, It does match up there. But nonetheless, I, I you know I'm done talking about profitable focus. That's not what this show's about. Yeah. Um so yeah, Daniel Jones has lit up this preseason, he's done everything you could have asked him to do. Uh I think every like I think Haskins has had more incompletions in each preseason game than Daniel Jones has had for the entire preseason. That's I'm I'm gonna put that tweet together. I gotta put it out before someone else steals it from this podcast. Anyways, he's done really well. I couldn't be more happy for him, proud of him. Um and you know, and I hate to like not to talk about myself, but like you know, we've been there from the beginning with him, and and have rooted for him like crazy, and, and have believed in him. So, like um, I, I <laughs> sound stupid, dude, but I kind of feel accomplished by how well he's played. And that being said, it's all preseason, and we'll see how it translates on into the regular season once he finally gets in. But nonetheless, like I couldn't be I couldn't be happier for the kid right now.
0: We're like his, we feel like his parents. Like we were cheering him off from the beginning. We're like, go out there, Daniel, go out there and prove the league wrong. And he went out there and did that. Uh, when he saw the fumbles, he adjusted to that. He, he, uh, He learned ball security was an issue he adjusted To that now I know people might say oh but That hit against the Bengals the guy got crushed From behind there's nothing he could have done about that Many quarterbacks would fumble that football As well so Daniel Jones he did Everything correct he had to do he adjusted He learned he completed great passes He showed his arm strength he showed his Football IQ and also like In that first game when he had went five for five People were like oh but he only made his first Reads every other game after that He didn't make only his first reads he Progressed he saw the field he made Dump off. He made smart dump offs. Like sometimes in that Dallas game, Eli just threw the Saquon because he just wanted to throw to Saquon because one he was getting rush or two he just wasn't seeing the field good. Daniel Jones saw the field. He saw no one was open. He didn't make any stupid throws. He made smart throws that were just correct to do, and it improved. And that's why he should be named uh, possibly not not the preseason MVP, but he is the top quarterback. Of the preseason, out of a uh, Kyler Murray, uh, preseason
1: MVP of the preseason champion New York Giants.
0: Yeah, he, he he was the best quarterback out of this rookie class, no doubt in my mind. You can argue Jarius Stidham had a decent preseason, but out of the end of his game, Daniel Jones is the preseason MVP, and uh, he just he just shut the whole league up. That's all I got to say about that.
1: Yeah, so it's been fun preseason. We're about to be on the Dallas. Obviously, we got to do film cleanup and fifty-three man roster cuts. Um, so yeah, we still got, uh, a lot of stuff to get done, but nonetheless, let's, so let's talk about some roster cuts. Let's start with QB three. Danny, I'll hit you with the question right away. Are we keeping three QBs?
0: Yes. Kyle Leta is the third QB. I, I, Pat Shermer said he wants to keep three QBs. I, I've been on that train, like let's keep three QBs and it's Kyle Oletta. Tanny had a t- terrible two preseason games while Kyle Oletta led one of the, as we said, one of the most ugliest two minute drills. He led the two-minute drill, and so he earns his roster spot. Uh, Tanny's gone. Tanny offers nothing to this team. He's a journeyman quarterback. Kyle Letta, you can keep him because he feels confident in this uh... – uh, offense and like he, you could argue like oh well maybe he could take Daniel Jones but Daniel Jones will view Kyle Oletta as competition and will want to be better every single day now people will be like oh but Kyle Oletta is not that hard to be better than uh, Daniel Jones views everything as competition he will want to be better than Kyle Oletta but yes yeah, so the Giants will have three QBs Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, Kyle Oletta but Kyle Oletta will not dress for game day though let me make that clear
1: yeah it was weird that Daniel Jones only played one series and you could go with, okay they want to see who their QB 3 is going to be or you could say they got to rest them for start to start week one. Obviously, that's not happening, but it did cross it did cross my mind. I'll be completely honest. Um, so with Tanny and Laletta, if we're gonna keep three QBs, I think it has to be Laletta, which is odd that they never played Laletta over Tanny in any of these preseason games. And I am kind of a believer. Like the rosters are pretty much set like going into this game, but obviously some changes can be ha- made. I don't know. I some, for some reason, I think that they, sh- I think they should only keep two QBs. I really, I um, believe that when you got Eli Manning and then you have a first round pick behind him, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see the need to bring back Loretta. I get He's had a decent preseason, but he also has some really bad passes and and a lot of lucky like tips that weren't intercepted. Like Loretta lucked out on this game. Yeah. Like I said, he had a lot of bad plays. So, uh, I don't really have faith in LaLeta. I get that he, you know, he played he played decent in this preseason, but I don't have faith in him. I, I still think they should keep two QBs, although I think they will end up with three, and I think it's going to be LaLeta. Although, don't be surprised if it's Tanny. I'm telling you, do not be surprised if they've already made their decision that it's going to be Tanny.
0: I mean, as you said, did LaLeta have the previous games? No, but Alex Tanney really didn't help himself with the third. The, these past two preseason games he had well one interception i'm trying to remember was that cj conrad interception was that was Tanny? i think that was that i mean Tanny. it was
1: it was in you know he tipped it up but yeah, it no,
0: wasn't I, I, i'm just saying but like that was on Tanny's drive and that wasn't his fault but it goes down as Tanny's fault because it's an interception it partly
1: was his fault too
0: it was a horrible pass but that tip up that was just conrad but uh, yeah they weren't impressive but if the johns are going to keep anyone it's going to be Kyle at a, uh, just because they drafted him, and they'll be like, you know, we d- we vested a draft pick, and you might as well keep you. Maybe you can just be a backup to Daniel Jones in the future.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I've become a two QB guy, just w- so you can make room for a guy like Tuefa, Conrad, if Simon's who wasn't hurt, or an Alonzo Russell. But, but we'll see. Um, I don't want to freak. I don't want to get too in depth over it when they're when we're all going to know in a matter of hours. Um, who else? What other positions? Tight end, that kind of gets answered with the Simonson injury. Oh, oh Chad Wheeler didn't play tonight. I think he's gone, man. I really do.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh,
1: 100%. Bold take.
0: They, they, put, they put Brian Mahalik in for the whole game. They didn't even I, with Chad Wheeler even on the sideline. They didn't even show him. So there's no way Chad Wheeler's on this team. I uh, hate the break it to Chad, but uh, they, they trusted him last year, but they're like,
1: all right, he's not the
0: answer. So yeah, he's off the scene, no doubt.
1: Chad's an avid listener. I'm talking Giants, Danny. That's pretty harsh words for him. Yeah, I think there, Chad. I don't know. I should have looked up how many uh, uh, offensive linemen they kept last year, whether it's eight or nine. Um, I'm, I'm a believer of keeping nine, but they might have kept eight. Gates is on, Pulley's on. Those are the two locks. And then you can make a lot of arguments for other guys. So uh, I think Wheeler is gone. Um, Running back okay. number three. Running back number three. Okay, go go for it, Danny. Paul uh, Perkins or Rod Smith?
0: Rod Smith didn't play, so that almost throws a wrench into it. So, uh, yeah, he didn't play. I believe he had a groin injury. So, I mean, is he healthy enough to be on this roster? I'm not sure. I mean, Paul Perkins. I have his stats pulled up right here. Let me scroll back. On Eleven
1: it. carries for Thank 54 you. yards.
0: Uh, I, I I believe just just because Rod Smith is injured, we were not sure what he's like. If it's serious. Uh, obviously, they'll, they'll go Paul Perkins. If it's not, they could go Rod Smith. But just off tonight, just because we didn't see Rod Smith, I'm
1: saying Paul Perkins is our third running back. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, I said Rod Smith initially, but to be honest, I could care less about running back three. It's, like If we're seeing our running back three, it's a problem already. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm I'm bringing low energy to the show. Where I'm like, I don't really care. Uh, I mean, it,
0: it is 12.15 in the morning here on Friday.
1: And I'm getting ready for the hurricane, baby. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would go with Perkins. I hate to overreact to one game. But but Perkins did look decent. Uh, and Rod Smith had a fumble in the preseason, too. So I don't want to hold that first game preseason fumble against him like, like Rod Smith didn't have a fumble. Um, so that's on the offense. On the defense, I don't want to go into the defensive line. I didn't really get to pay attention to them too much. B.J. Goodson's making a team. I'm pretty confident of that. And we were both on that train going into this game. Uh, I, I just don't see any reason to cut B.J. Goodson. It just wouldn't make sense to me at this point.
0: Yeah, B.J. Goodson, I he he played. I, I was impressed what I saw from him tonight. He had that good coverage on that uh running back, or at least for a linebacker, he had good coverage. He's, uh, so, yeah, he's not known for his coverage, B.J. Goodson. He had the sack on the quarterback. He had a few good tackles. Uh, B.J. Goodson had to earn this third uh, his linebacker spot, and when I when I release my 53 man, he will be on there, and as I said, Dave Stupar will be on there as well. But uh, BJ Goodson earned his spot, and uh, if he's not on this team, now it shock me because BJ Goodson's a baller. Any team that gets him will be lucky to have a linebacker like BJ Goodson.
1: What was surprising is that Tay Davis didn't play and Ryan Connolly did because I thought that might be a little more of a battle of who's going to start. So it looks like Tay Davis will be the starter week one against Dallas. Although, look to see Ryan Connolly get snaps. There's no doubt in my mind he will get snaps in that first game. Um, corner. I don't think Ballantyne even played tonight, did he? I th- they
0: advertised him for playing, but now that I'm trying to remember, I, I don't remember him doing anything. So maybe he, he could Maybe that's played. a
1: good thing we didn't hear his name all night.
0: Yeah, I, I geez, I don't remember. I have to look at the tape because I know they advertised him as playing. and He was in the starting lineup, but they also advertised O'Shane oh, Zimenez, and he didn't play at all. So uh, I'm going to say he, he didn't play just because I don't remember him being called. Cause I remember that Zimort guy, Henry Tolliver, and there's someone else. It, it They're so one.
1: bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Tolliver's horrible. Tolliver's
1: horrible. That's and Tony why he... Hamilton didn't play tonight, but he's horrible. Um, they're just like our secondary depth is so bad after the guys are going to be in the rotation.
0: Well, that's why Henry Tolliver was in the AAF. Like, let's be real here. And, uh, oh, no, it was, uh, that Sinkerfield guy that played as well. He was awful as well.
1: Sinkfield, not Sinkerfield. Sink- Damn I don't
0: it, know why I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought it was Sinkerfield. It's 1215 in the morning here. I don't care about names. He's not going to be on this team, so I don't care about him.
1: <laughs> Get out of here, Terrell. Singlefield. Sinkerfield. think Dingleberg. Um, Dink- Dink- Goldberg Julian love can we make a decision in what position he's going to play? He's literally <laughs> playing two positions in one game. Unbelievable. like just let him play corner or let him play safety let him do one. I said that did I not say that going into training camp like let's let him play one position and learn it and they're bouncing around from position to position. Um, and I, I can't stand when teams do that. Let a guy let a rookie learn his position instead of bouncing around all the time.
0: I mean, he didn't have a good game either. He let up that touchdown, I remember. He also got beat by – was either Edelman or Gordon on a play. So he, he yeah, didn't he have a good by, game.
1: He got beat by Edelman. And on the touchdown, though – Avery Moss, how about not just standing in the middle of the way and making some kind of movement? That was you, you can't rely on Avery Moss to do anything. He's he he just... literally ran a pick for the Patriots. He just <laughs> like they were running a pick play, and he just stood in the middle and screwed that whole play. What are you doing? Like, why do you even have Avery Moss split out on to recover a guy, anyways?
0: I mean, that's on Julian Love. You can't trust Avery Moss. He does nothing.
1: Yeah, well, there's nothing he could even do, Dan. He just literally <laughs> just stood in the middle of a pick play. It was it was baffling. Um, I guess that's like a, a counter. Uh, a product of of you know vanilla de- uh, defenses but we know the what the product of speak. jerry reese <laughs> boom roasted uh yeah so Danny, do we got anything else i don't want to drag this show out for the sake of dragging out especially when we're going to do a 53 man roster show on monday um it's on the dallas though on
0: to Dallas. We're on to Dallas. Oh, I'm so happy. I was getting bored of talking about preseason. We can finally talk about regular season now. I'm so hyped. It's what, Sunday, 425, America's Game of the Week on Fox, even though not sure America wants to see that, but I'm so damn hyped to watch that game this Sunday. Let's freaking right. go.
1: I know. Once this podcast is done and I get my morning tweets out, then my focus is on to Dorian, because that hurricane is literally heading straight for me. Like, where you see it's like directed, like, where it's going to hit, literally where i live i cannot wait it's gonna be a good time i'm gonna be covering it actually
0: i I still need a podcast host host, so i do need you kind of come back here as well
1: (laughs) i know everyone's like don't die it's like yeah i'm not going to anybody he's from florida Um, he knows how to deal with this a couple years ago when the hurricane hit uh somebody was trying to convince me to evacuate close a close uh a close person to me and i was like no i'm gonna stay i gotta go i gotta go to work right afterwards (laughs) i was like i need to make the money and they're like yeah well you can't work if you're dead you know like well when you put it like that it's different but i'm definitely staying <laughs> <laughs> so good. uh yeah i'll go to dallas man it's good to say those words let's go 1-0 and let's go undefeated 23-0 and the perfect season preseason champion new york giants any last words before we move before we move on to Dallas, Danny, even though we're going to do a film cleanup of this game and a 53-man roster show on Monday, so we're not fully
0: on the Dallas? Uh, uh, Yeah, that's that's all we can say. Giants should go on 23-0. I mean, we could talk about the Giants and the Super Bowl starting on Sunday. Nah, but we're on the Dallas. Oh, we will. (laughs) We're on the Dallas. Also, uh, we'll... Uh, sneak, sneak peek, uh, Jerry Jones believes Ezekiel Elliott will be missing regular season games, so it doesn't look like we'll have to deal with Ezekiel Elliott week one so let's see what Dallas' excuse is, but I mean I can't say anything because Jason Wood is for some reason our kryptonite nowadays
1: well did you see the Paul Force article that the Cowboys hope that Daniel Jones isn't very good, groundbreaking stuff I, I, right.
0: I, I did read that, I was like wow, no way, I thought they'd be rooted for Daniel, because I know that John are is so hard for Dak Prescott every day
1: I actually am rooting for Dak Prescott to get his contract. Um, that,
0: that, that's different because, like Dak, Dak Prescott sucks. Daniel Jones is actually good.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go twenty-three and zero, and let's go big blue.